What's worse than bringing a panther into a church house? On this episode of Ashes 613, I video chat with two members of the band Not Ashamed about Petra, Panthers, and potato salad. Stay tuned for these stories and more as the men talk about the early days of the band and even share a never-before-seen video. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hello. Hi, good. So who do we have? Who This is uh, Not Ashamed, but who who we got here with us? Uh, my name's Richard Varno, and I've got Rod Hutchinson with me. Yep. Perfect. Nice to meet Rod. you. Rod, it's nice to meet you. So what what band members are you? Rod, what do you do? Uh, I play bass and sing. Okay. And, uh, Backups. I'm a, and Richard? I'm a lead, lead singer and guitar player. Okay, perfect. And are you guys original members of this group? Did you I, are you like founding uh, well, members? Uh I'm I'm a founding member and then Rod is is as close to a founding member as you can get. Yeah. Okay. So we uh <laughs> perfect. so so kind of the the story is Don Don Wonder and I uh founded the, the band, drummer uh the drummer with okay. uh I don't know if he's gonna show up or not, but um uh we started we started a band called Get Closer to God. Uh, okay. and that was sort of the whole concept of the band was to bring people closer to the God through mm-hmm. rock and roll worship and just preaching the gospel and things of that nature. Uh, and we had, a, a my, uh, my best friend, uh, he was also friends with Rod and Don, uh, Tony Person, uh, was the original mm-hmm. member of the band as well. Awesome, amazing guitar player. Uh, unfortunately he had some health issues that we didn't know about and, uh, just fell over dead getting ready for work one day um so he is in heaven now so uh you know i tell people a story that uh at, at the end of every show uh we uh our one of our last songs is uh we say you know if they let us get up in heaven and lead worship uh it's going to sound something like this and i always you know whenever i say that i'm in my mind i'm thinking about that day when we're actually up in heaven i'm looking over at tony and he's going yeah you know, so uh so I, I i can totally see that in my yeah. head and uh, i'm gonna cry you're gonna make and, me cry uh, yeah no but so well i mean it's it's we are not as those that, that have no hope um so i mean mm-hmm. we are this is we're here for a breath and i mean it's, it's our job to to do what we can while we're here to make you know when we get to heaven you know as good as it can be but you know i'm looking forward to that day uh, and then we kind of went through bass players, the way Spinal Tap went through drummers, you know, combustion <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, the very last show that Tony played, we were at Rocket Town in Nashville. Uh, Rod joined the band for that show. He was playing in another band with Tony at the time. Uh, so Tony's last show was Rod's first show. So he kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, in effect, sort of passed the torch. Um, that, that's really kind of neat, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then we, we had actually sort of uh stopped playing for a little while for a few years uh and then when tony passed away don and rod and i got together at uh and we played a benefit uh for his kids and you know sort of in the process of doing that we were like hey this is a lot of fun um you know maybe we should go back to doing this again and so that kind of tony's tony's passing is kind of actually what got the band back together Mm -hmm. huh 
That's really, really a neat story. And I'm sure that, you know, God works everything out for a reason. We don't understand those reasons. I heard somebody say one time, is it like, you know, when you turn a tapestry over, it looks like a mess back there with all the threads. But then when you can look at the front side of that tapestry, it's a beautiful picture. And sometimes that's kind of what's going on in the world. And hanging behind you. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's a really old quilt. My son's great, great grandmother uh, made. And that's a, that's an old dresser that belonged to my grandfather. Nobody's ever mentioned that quilt before. You're the first one. And that mirror, do you know how old mirrors do that cloudy gross thing? And I slap that old quilt up on there. We like it. So it just, you know, (laughs) it's kind of like pieces of your past, you know, you have to, when you walk past, (laughs) it's it's raggedy. That, that, that actually sounds like a good name for a song. Yeah. I always thought, yeah, that's a great, I think I wrote a poem called pieces of my past. Really? So would you would you send it would you send that to us maybe we'll put it to music sure, yeah I can that'd be <laughs> cool wouldn't it <laughs> yeah so sure. where are you guys from originally where are you from go ahead Rod uh, so I'm from Western Illinois and uh, grew up in a little town called Geneseo Illinois okay and uh, I'm from uh, I'm, I'm actually from uh, just south of Chicago. Uh, there's a town called, I grew up in Tinley Park area, but uh, I also kind of grew up uh, just north of Kankakee in a town called Piatone. Uh, so, you know, just kind of cornfield country. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, dropped out of college, went on the road with a rock and roll band uh, kind of around the uh, around the country. That's how I got saved. Uh, I was I was on the fake it till you. I, I joined a Christian band before I got saved. I was I was on the fake it till you make it folks. Um, <laughs> and in, in, in the process of just traveling around, I we uh, we decided that uh, we like Tennessee the best. Uh, so mm-hmm. after I got married, my wife always wanted to move to Tennessee. So that that brought us down here. Perfect. So you're both from Illinois. So you're both Midwesterners. Yeah, so I'm I'm from Kentucky, so I'm a Southerner. So we always grew up. Well, I whatever. Some people think Kentucky Southern and some think it's not. It's whatever it is. It is. It's I'm a hillbilly. It's south of the Mason-Dixon line. I'm a hillbilly, so that's okay. But up here, I'm in Iowa right now, and they call them Huskers. They're corn Huskers because you should see the cornfields. I can't believe it. Well, I grew up, you know, my, my grandparents raised a garden. We always had corn, corn to eat. This is corn that feeds the world. I've never yeah. seen yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you're right. When you say cornfield country and it's it's really breathtaking. And there's a song. I think it's a Florida Georgia line has a song, May We All. And one of the lines is, May we all get to see those fields of green turn gold. And yeah. I had never known really the meaning. And I watched those green cornfields as they turn ripe. Now they're probably talking about hay really or or wheat, sure. but it, it worked yeah. for the corn too because it was green. It was fields of green. And then as it became ripe, you know, it grows that golden stuff yeah. out the top. Yeah, yeah. And all those fields turn gold. And that line of that song came back to me and I thought that it was it's been a precious summer watching that. So yeah. and that, you guys gotta cool grow line. up watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool line. yeah. yeah. So uh, everybody, I think everybody needs to to come to the Midwest at least once and kind of see what's up and see what's out here. It's amazing. The if, people if, are amazing. If only to experience Italian beef, you know. That's right. I grew up in Chicago. And, you know, I, I tell people I go back to see my mom, but really I'm going back for the Italian beef. 
That's right. <laughs> and and Italian beef, everybody has their slight different recipe too. So like, like, you know, my mom had an Italian beef recipe, but she couldn't share it because she didn't want to give it away for the, for the, like, cause, cause when you would, when you would have like a, a social, like you would, you would have, everybody would bring in, you know, their Italian beef and their German potato salad. And, and it was, it was sort of like, kind of like going to a chili uh, cook-off actually. It was like, who had, yeah, <laughs> who yeah. had the I, best German I potato remember, salad? I, I remember, uh, uh, Pastor Maury Davis. Uh, we went to Cornerstone for a while, which is where we played our, our first concert with Petra. And uh, the pastor was, he, he's an interesting guy. He got saved. Uh, he got saved while he was in prison for murder. Um, and so, you know, I had kind of a really hard life and was not your typical, not your typical pastor. But, you know, I learned so much from him. And uh, the most trouble I think I've ever gotten, I, I'd seen him ever get in, was at the church picnic. He decided to save space. He like mixed three different people's potato salads together. I was like, you do, yeah, you no. do not do that. <laughs> no. that was, oh that my was, gosh. You know, I'm, I'm bring speechless. A he, and, and I mean, he did other things. I mean, he rode motorcycles in the sanctuary. He brought a bull in. He finally, they finally Nobody told him cares. to stop. You know, they finally told him to stop bringing animals in when they had a black <laughs> panther. They had a black panther oh. in the sanctuary. And the thing like peed on, on the carpet and it was like impossible to get, it, it like smelled like, apparently it's very pungent. Um, it's like cat pee, and, uh, but times a hundred because it's exactly. a panther. In, in, right. the sanctuary, in the sanctuary. So after that, he was not allowed to bring any animals in. So I'm very sorry that your first podcast has gone this direction already. No, I love it. It's, <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, so he's done. Panther. No more. You're done. Yeah, no, yeah. He, right. he, he's 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 retired now. But, but the potato uh, but salad man, is way I, worse I, than the, yeah, the panther. I, I learned, oh, yeah. But you know, I, I learned so much from the guy that I I think that the 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 most important thing that I learned from Pastor Davis was uh, he would say that that money is just a tool used to procure goods and services of value or things of value, and the most valuable thing on this planet are the souls of the people who have not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm, and, that's uh, good. And so that, that is something that that's literally stuck with me and, you know, life-changing mm -hmm. thing that, that has uh, been, been a huge blessing and a huge guidance in my life. So, you know, he's, Oh goodness. You know, I love lo that. Lo lots of, lots of other stories about him. And actually our, our pastor, um, our keyboard player uh, is the music director for that same church. Uh, so we've, we've okay. got a few couple cornerstone people here. I'm sure he could tell some stories as well. If he were okay. Here. Now that's cornerstone church in Nashville. That's in Nashville. That, yeah. Cornerstone church in Madison, Tennessee. Madison. Okay. And, and Rod, I was, you said my mom had the, the best recipe for Italian beef. And I was just thinking in my mind, I'm going to ask him for that recipe in the next line out of your, your mouth was, and she wouldn't yeah. give it to anybody. I, I don't have it actually. <laughs> She'll leave it to you in her will. Okay. Could be. Yes. Yes. Maybe, maybe not though. You know, I mean, I yeah. had a, a woman at my grandmother's uh, church made these shortbread cookies that everybody loved. And, and they're just sugar cookies, but I've never tasted anything like it. Nobody ever had. And her name was Christine, and she would not give that recipe to anybody ever. And I saw Christine one time before she passed away, and she said, I'd known her my whole life, you know, and uh, kind of one of those old ladies at the church. It's not your grandmother, but she might as well be because, mm -hmm. you know, she'd known you. And 
And she said, honey, is there anything I can do for you? And I said, uh, Miss Christine, you know what? I want your sugar cookie recipe. And you know, she brought that to me later. A couple of days later, she had written it in her handwriting <laughs> on three by five index cards. And she made me promise not to ever give it to anybody. She's so, and then when I told my mother and grandmother, I have Christine's sugar cookie recipe, they were like, oh, can I have it? Give it to me. I said, I can't. I can't. <laughs> but I don't but even, I national, have that tucked away like somewhere. National treasure with Nicholas. It's a Gaines. national after treasure. That next. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. So, so let's talk about you guys are on doing a summer. First off, is it Petra's 50th anniversary? Is that is, what I hear? It, well, it is. They've been sep they they've been celebrating it for a couple of years now. They're having so okay. much fun. We we get this question <laughs> at we we do a, a like perfect. a VIP meet and greet before mm -hmm. the show um with you know we usually have a 100 150 people there. Um and we do a little kind of Q&A with Petra and then people come through and you know we sign autographs and stuff like that. And one of the questions was, you know, how long are you guys going to celebrate your 50th anniversary? Um, <laughs> because it was, they, they had not played really since 2005. Um, so they, they'd been completely retired. And uh, another guy that um, we, uh, we actually just did an interview with out in Cookville, uh, David Hunter. Uh, is uh, like the longest running Christian radio show. He's had a radio show for like 40 years or something like that. Okay. And uh, he's good friends with Bob. And uh, about a year, uh, you know, several months before we got uh, involved with Petra, uh, he actually prophesied to Bob Hartman and said, you know, it's time to get back out there. God's calling his generals back in. And, and you know, you guys are not done yet. And, uh, and that, uh, that sort of lit the fire that uh mm. that you know so he called some of the other guys and he's like hey you guys want to you know get back together and play some music and uh and they're just uh we, we had the show in nashville um and you know nashville's a really hard place to put on a show and it's the first it was mm -hmm. i'm the promoter of the concert it's the first concert i ever promoted other than you know just our little uh our okay. little shows because I mean, we were like on the uh, we were like on the redneck food tour. We know we'd play that. Uh, <laughs> you know, Nashville's funny because if you're an original band and people don't know who you are, you just end up playing to empty rooms. So we're like, we're, we want to preach the gospel. We need to, you know, that doesn't work for us. So we decided to just go, we'll figure out where there's already people and we'll go play there. Um, so, you know, we do car shows mm -hmm. and uh, we have a killer car show set. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and, and the, the food tour, uh, uh, you know, the, the hot chicken festival, the peach cobbler festival, the strawberry festival, the, the, you know, it was like the, the, the redneck food tour. And so we finally got to the point where we're like, okay, th th this is good, but you know, we, we'd like to get to the point where, you know, we're actually playing for, you know, there might be 2000 people where you're playing, but they're, they're not there to see you. They're just kind of walking by as you're playing. So uh, we thought, well, nobody knows us yet, so we'll uh, we'll open for, we'll just find a band to open for. And, you know, people will get to know us that way, and we'll mm -hmm. get to be able to play for some bigger crowds. Uh, so we heard Petra was on their 50th anniversary tour. They kind of basically just made an announcement on their page that said, hey, uh, you know, if you would like to, uh, you know, we're, if you want us to come to your center, you let us know. And so I called them, I'm like, hey, uh, we we want to open for you when you come to Nashville, you know, like a million other bands ever had. Uh, and they're like, well, we're not coming to Nashville. Um, because, I mean, typically most bands, especially Christian bands, they don't come to Nashville because it's like, you know, 
the prophet has no honor in his hometown. <laughs> it's like, right. you know, I mean, a lot of them are from here and, and there's mm-hmm. so much music in Nashville that it's very hard to promote a show because it, there's so much competition. There's so much other things going on and people here don't care. But anyway, mm-hmm. so we, we booked on a, on a Friday night in Nashville. Uh, we got like 1100 people out to see Petra. Uh, and it was, and they were, you know, they were so impressed. I mean, Jay Sackiller was there. He hangs out with those guys and he was like, I can't believe you got this many people out here nationally. Like we don't have this many people show up to our shows. Um, uh, and so Petra was so impressed. They're like, Hey, if you want to do some more shows next year, uh, you know, let's, let's do some more shows. So, so that's what we've been doing this year. We've been in Chattanooga and Huntsville and Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, we're coming up. Uh, we were just in Cookville um that that was sold out that was a, a blast uh we just announced knoxville for november 4th i'm uh, sorry november 11th we're going to be in paducah on september 23rd louisville kentucky on september 30th uh and actually back here in nashville again on november 4th uh, and knoxville on november 11th uh so that that'll do it for this year and then after that petra's going to south america to do some touring down there uh, oh. They're going to be over in Germany here, I think, next month uh, for the Loud and Proud Festival. Um, so, I mean, they're they're back into it full force, and I'm. That is awesome. They're back I, in the mm-hmm. saddle. We yeah, will put. Have, we may put those their, links in the description. We'll put those yeah, dates uh, yeah, in the you, description you, for you. You, you for get all that information at PetraReunion.com. Okay. Uh, that'll that'll tell you all the shows that they're going to. We still have. Uh, we're starting to run low on tickets for Paducah and Louisville, but definitely. You know, get okay. them, get them before they're gone. Don't wait to, uh, don't, and we, we had, a, we had a lot of people show up at the show in Cookville that, you know, we, mm-hmm. you know, had, to, I think we had to turn some people away because, you know, the fire marshal was going to have, yeah. <laughs> we had right. people lined all the way, we had people <laughs> lined all the way across the back and stuff like that. So, I mean, we try not to turn anybody away, but if you, if you want to see a show, don't think you're going to buy your tickets at the door. Definitely get them in advance. And that's PetraReunion.com. Right. Petra PetraReunion.com. We'll put yeah. that link down there in the podcast yeah. description. And how are the guys, how are they liking being back in the saddle? I mean, what give give us a an idea of what what is the general feeling and spirit among Petra? Are they excited? You want to answer that, Rod? No, go ahead. I've... Okay. Um they they are they're they've been re-energized. They've been um, you know, just I I you know, you you didn't hear it here, but in our meet and greets, people a lot of people have asked. You know, are you thinking about recording a new album? And there have been there have been some rumors about the guys actually writing some new music, and you know, just in the the, the very early phases. So, um, you know, you never know. There may be a tour next know. year. As, there there may be a tour next year as well. Uh, so Bob Bob, uh, that's how we got on this. Um, one of the questions in the meet and greet was Bob uh, Hartman would say, well, you know, we've been celebrating our, you know, our our last year was the anniversary of our first album, our 50th anniversary mm-hmm. of our first album. And this year is, you know, next year was the 50th anniversary of our second album. So we could, <laughs> we, we could celebrate, can this. Keep we, going. We could celebrate this for another good 20 years or so. You know, That's fantastic. So, although, well, I mean... although I have to say, as the promoter of the tour, if we do do a tour next year, it's going to have a shorter name because I'm getting really tired of typing Petra's 50th anniversary reunion Southeast <laughs> summer tour. <It's> like, <laughs> right, that's a... 
that's a That's mouthful. Uh, so let, back to let's do let's talk about not ashamed. So what in who writes who mostly writes the songs you guys that you guys sing? Who are the songwriters of your group? Who are the it, wordsmiths? It, it, it's a group effort. Um, it's uh, you know often uh, in, in in the early days, uh, Tony and I were uh, you know kind of like the the John and Paul of of not ashamed, you know, if, if you will, uh, as far as doing most of the writing and stuff like that. But uh, but you know, Rod has really stepped up musically with that. Uh, a lot of times, he'll come up with just kind of a cool riff. Uh, our song "My Everything" um, is just something you know he was in practice one time, and he was just kind of he's like, "Hey, I wrote this thing. Tell me what you think of it." And it turned into literally one of our favorite songs. Um, so. Uh, I, I write a fair amount of the words, um, mm -hmm. but uh, but you know it's it, it's definitely a group effort. Uh, Adrian, uh, our backup singer, Adrian Reagan, who is awesome. She's like sounds like Aretha Franklin. Uh, I love her. A, I yeah, love her. She, she's mm -hmm. also a songwriter, and uh, and we're we actually started working last week on one of her new songs uh, that mm -hmm. we might add to the set for Paducah and Louisville if we can get that done. Oh, perfect. Cool. Yeah, so I'm going to play this one. video and it's called Welcome to Your New Life. Am okay. I getting that name right? Yep, it is. Okay. You want me to give you a little intro for that? Yes. So we wanted to write a song that sort of signified what it was like to get saved. You know, that that feeling of when, you know, that, that bondage is broken, uh, that, you know, everything's kind of new. And, you know, you, you can see things clearly for the first time in your life. And so that's what this song is about.
my gosh. You guys are awesome. I mean, Thank that you. you guys are completely you. awesome. And yeah, you. you're right. Your backup singer, she doesn't hurt. She didn't hurt to have her around, does it? <laughs> no, she's, yeah. she's awesome. <laughs> she's incredible. She's an incredible vocalist. Yeah. So let's jump. Let me jump right into um, another video. Um, is it called Add You as a Friend? Am I, is that right? Yeah. yeah we, Do we, me a little intro on one. that. Yeah. Sure. Who, so, who wrote that and what's that about? Uh, this is actually uh, the last song I wrote with Tony. Um, so, uh, this was, uh, Tony oftentimes he would kind of just come up with jams and then I would sort of steal them and write words to them and, you know, (laughs) kind of completely change them around and add a hook and stuff like that. Um, but he, and, but often he'd come up with a name, he'd come up with a name for it, but he really wouldn't come up with, with any kind of words or anything like that. So, uh, he came up with this, this song with this really long extended intro you know kind of very pink floyd vibe to it uh and he called it add you as a friend um and i thought you know isn't that you know it kind of struck me because now that's become so cheap to us you know Mm -hmm. it's become so you know hey add me as a friend on facebook add me as a friend here add me you know i got five thousand friends on facebook and you know or i got five thousand friends here but or send me a friend request and but the Bible says in John chapter 15, no greater love has a man than to lay down his life for his friends. And when Jesus was talking about somebody being your friend, and when Jesus was talking about being our friend, he was talking about a whole nother level of that. And so that's that's what this song is about. The Bible says in John chapter 15, No greater love has a man than to lay down his life for his friends. This is a song about that.
So that was visually incredible. Who did that? Who did that uh, for you? Uh, well, that we we were working on that during COVID, so we couldn't get together to film a music video. And you could tell it's kind of a little bit of a blast from the past because you can tell how short my hair was. Uh, and, right. uh, you yeah. Know, our, uh, the the girl that's singing on that is uh the the girl that our original backup singer uh her name is Katie Burke uh she used to be in Nashville she moved out to LA to work in TV um so we're you know we we love Katie but you know we're we're super happy to have Adrian um because we think you know that she's an even better fit so that we have we haven't had a chance to update the uh we haven't had a chance to update the video with with some new footage uh, so that's, you know, that's a first for your podcast because that's completely unreleased. Right. No, yeah, I hadn't released. seen it. And I no, thought I'd well, seen all no, the videos. I'd watched no, them. Nobody's no. seen it. Nobody's seen it, but I felt led to uh, to kind of share it because, um, wow. you know, hopefully ho hopefully it'll just speak to some people. So that, that, yeah. that'll be uh, th that'll be a first for your podcast, I guess. So it's a, yeah, it's a podcast release. I appreciate that. It was visually, it was incredible. <laughs> and maybe you can, can you get somebody to kind of do the same kind of anime and then pop new ones in if you ever wanted to update? Not that you needed to, but if you ever wanted to, do you think yeah, that we, is that, I oh, don't yeah, know yeah, much we'll, about we'll, animation. We'll add, it, we'll, we'll add it with some some better concert okay. footage from, from, you know, that we have now with our current people and, uh, and, and edit it. There's a, there's a process that you can take film and sort of turn it into anime, uh, which is which is kind of a cool thing. Okay, and I saw yeah. you were in there, Rod. Right, I recognized you. I recognized yeah. your anime character. Yeah, yeah, that's right, anime Rod. Hey, actually, we should we should talk about our people actually, because uh, right now right now we we you have uh, one third of the band actually, but there's okay. there's four other people actually, and okay. um, let's yeah one let's, of let's one of the guys. One of the guys that was actually in the in the video that you just saw is Don Wonder. He's our drummer. Uh, that's he's one of the original members. And actually, Don and I were college uh, friends, actually, and that's that's kind of how we made the connection. Um, so we we went to college together uh, for a couple of years, and then Don transferred to the University of Iowa, and uh, we we lost touch, and then uh, ended up um, uh, reconnecting in Nashville, and then. Um, some of the other folks that you see, we, of course, we've been talking about Adrian, and uh, you've heard Adrian, uh, but also on the first video that you saw, you saw the, the guy playing sax, and right there playing the Big Barry sax is Bob Bowers, uh, who's also a friend of mine. And um, and then our keyboard player, uh, we referenced him uh, earlier, is uh, the music musical director at, at Cornerstone, Jim Kegler. And so we're super happy to have him. Um, and, you know, so we were, so the origins of the band, um, you know, so a lot of our older stuff has kind of a, a pop, more of a pop punk kind of like Green Day, you know, and, and other bands sort of like that. Um, and we, and we played as a, as a three piece for quite a while. Like, you know, Richard said, you know, after, after we played the, the show at Rocket Town, um, we took a break and then we re we restarted, but during COVID, we started writing a whole bunch of music and, and, um, and, and recording. And so that, uh, sort of gave, we realized that, that, you know, like the band needed to expand, honestly, because like the ideas that we had were more, we were evolving out of kind of our roots and, and more into a different sound that you're hearing in sort of the, the modern, not ashamed music. 
Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're always, and so, so basically we added, you know, some more instruments, you know, obviously Jim playing keys, Adrian singing background vocals and, and some lead vocals actually in, in the shows. And then, um, and actually we'll be lead when we, when we finish her song too. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, Bob playing horns and Bob is actually a multi-instrumentalist. So if we ever wanted to add more than just saxophone, uh, Bob, Bob pretty much plays it all. Actually. Uh, if it's, if it's a wind instrument, he we does do, it. We do have one song that has bagpipes in it. Yeah. Uh, my, my wife is Irish and in spirit and in truth, uh, which was our first single that we released. Um, uh, she's like, wow, you gotta have bagpipes on this. <laughs> and, uh, so, so we found, uh, we found a bagpipe player here in Nashville and, uh, I, you know, we, we, we uh, uh, definitely go check that that video out. It, it it's on our website. It was uh, it was sort of last year's release, uh, but it got it got a fair amount of radio play. Um, and actually, I think there's some stations still playing it. You know, if people uh, people they they love us in Finland. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, yeah. I love bagpipes too. I mean, I, I love them. It's hard to find a bagpipe player, but you can find anything yeah. in Nashville. Yeah, well, de definitely yeah. check out its spirit and truth. It'll bless you if you like bagpipes. Okay. Well, if we yeah. if we if we ever, I, I have no doubt that if we really pressed him, I bet Bob would would learn. <laughs> he does. He he literally does it all. Uh, I was at a Christmas party with Bob, and and all of a sudden he was up there playing uh, classical guitar, and I said, Bob, I didn't know you played a classical guitar, and he's like, I didn't know I did either, but I had this song idea. <laughs> And literally, he's he's kind of a musical genius, and so he uh, he he learned to play the guitar just so he could he could write this song for his wife, and so it was it was a great um, a great thing. I mean, so very talented. A blessing to have somebody like that in your group, then somebody that yeah. can pick up those different instruments. And how long, Richard, have you been playing the guitar? If I say that, I'll give away my age. Okay, uh, so well we'll skip a it. Long time. Let's say, can we just say several? <laughs> more than three decades what i like <laughs> to say is anytime i don't want to answer specific questions i say a hot minute <laughs> hot so minute can just I, mean I, anything i've been right. playing guitar since i was about 13 which was a long time ago and how about you rod you play how long and do you play anything besides the bass uh yeah actually i do play guitar too but um not in the band um the i've been playing since about the same actually because i uh i started i think in the fourth grade um so so and it was an interesting thing my um i've been one of these kind of people too uh uh if there's an instrument i'll and there's a if it's sitting around i'll try to learn to play it so um yeah my my how i started playing guitar was my mom actually had bought my dad a guitar for uh christmas and he he never really learned to play it but uh, when I got, um, I got kind of interested in it. Start, I started picking it up, and so lessons. And I, I heard somebody went. say that once, and I can't remember who it was. And they said, you know, if you just set a bunch of musical instruments around the house, um, you don't have to make your children; they will pick them up if they're just laying around. So you answered what I was going to have a question about. You guys are kind of your sound is evolving a little bit, and we'll, we're going to watch a video. Uh, here in a little bit where we hear a sound that's uh, different than your previous sound but you you had already answered that about your sound evolving and but looks like Richard is geared up to play uh, to do us a little unplug session a little acoustic sure. what are you sure. gonna what are you gonna do all right uh, this is a song uh, uh, called Psalm 18 
uh, and it was uh, written by this guy named King David. Uh, it's the uh, one of my favorite psalms in the Bible, and uh, we just wanted to all of our all of our music is is pretty much based on scripture. Uh, that, that's one thing that we really have in common with Petra is, you know, their their music is very scripture influenced and scripture based and stuff like that, which is, I mean, it's it's how it should be because, I mean, the power, you know, the power is in the word of God. The, the power to change people's lives, you know, Jesus is the word. You know, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. And so, you know, we try to base all of our songs on scripture uh, and but Psalm 18 is one of my favorite songs. My wife um, is uh, actually does deliverance. Uh, she's uh, and counsels people, uh, you know, coming out of you know severe abuse and stuff like that. And often uh, we will, you know, have people read Psalm 18 because it really is a psalm of deliverance. Uh, and you know that's become kind of popular now. But I mean, we've been doing it for just gone all over the world, New Zealand and Haiti and. Mexico and you know all kinds of places uh just ministering the gospel to people and setting the captives free like Jesus said to do so uh, that's what this song is about
rock of my salvation, you delivered me according to your You know, one of the interesting things about um, being a being an artist and writing music is is that uh, it it tends to minister in it ministers to you. And then it also ministers to uh, it, they it pops up at different times. One of our songs, uh, "Turn the Page," is uh, a song that, again, Richard and, and Tony wrote. Um, and I find that it uh, that it comes up a lot. You know, basically, um, you know, I, I think people are prone to realize that they uh, that they need to forgive other people, but sometimes the hardest person to forgive is ourselves, actually. And so, um, you know, and, and, but God, God's told us to turn the page. He's told us that our sins are as far as the East is from the West. And, and, um, when, once we're forgiven, we're forgiven, turn the page. And I've, I, it's amazing how, how often that comes up in, in, you know, personal life. You know, it's obviously something that we, we talk about from, from the stage, but, but it, it's amazing how songs have have you know multiple lives and and telling a little story on uh bob hartman you know during the meet and greets we hear lots of questions from 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 people and they've they've had lots of time to 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 think about them you know like they years maybe thinking about some of these questions and we had a we had a uh, a person ask questions about um this means war. Ask Petra, not us, obviously. Petra, Petra <laughs> questions about this means war, and you know the guy asked a very eloquent question about how you know that that album you know leads people through salvation and through Christian life. It's it's like a he 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 said, you know how how did you come? You know he was asking Bob how did you come up with such a statement of. Uh, like like a statement of Christian our Christian walk like you know how to how to walk through life, and uh, and at that point um, Greg Greg jumped in and he said you know I mean basically the the guy asked did 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 you think it all through or did God just you know and at that point you know he said you know I'll I'll say for for Bob you know Bob's a smart guy but but if Bob were smart enough to to um, to write all that, like it, it has to be the inspiration of the Lord. And, and, and then Bob said, you know, you know, he was explaining like, really, really God inspires us to write. We, we, we get inspired. We write these songs, but we really don't know what, what, what's going to happen with them. You know, we, we record them, we put them out and then we, we really don't know. And, but, but, but it's really, the work of the Holy Spirit through those songs that just, you know, it ministers to, you know, he, it, it ministers, you know, broadly. And then that's, and I think that's, that's what we all, you know, we all just hope that when we, when we write a song that, that it would have a, um, have a broader reach. Like obviously it ministers to us, you know, it, it, it it's inspiring to us and it, but but we just hope that that you know the Holy Spirit would give it wings like that and and make it um, be able to minister to thousands you know and Petra Petra has um, you know they they hear stories and hear stories but the thing that I have been impressed by in in us you know dealing with or you know just 
talking to them personally and and being with them, you know, as we set up and things is is that they're just very very humble about it and they and they realize that it's nothing that they've done it is it is completely the 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 work of of the holy spirit and and so um i i just see that as such a a role model of of the way that you know i also want to want to be so um i i really really honor those guys and um (laughs) um just am so happy to be to be a part of this this tour with them it's an incredible adventure that you guys are on for sure. And what a blessing. And you never know where your life's going to lead and what doors God's going to open. And my prayer is always not just people pray, God, open doors. My prayer is open the door and then give me the strength to walk through it. Cause sometimes we, you know, we don't always, but speaking of turn the page and, and the hardest person to forgive is yourself. And that's, I, I find that like most people to be 100% true. I have asked this question of a few people and I feel led to ask this question of the two of you. Um, if, if there's a person watching or listening to this podcast and they're thinking life is not worth living, nobody would miss me if I wasn't here. And why would I even get up in the morning? If they're thinking um, these suicidal thoughts or self-harm thoughts, what would you say to these people to, to give them hope? Sure. Do you want to take that, Rob? You want me to? I'll let you. Okay. Um, you know, we, we deal with this a lot. Of, like I said earlier, my wife is a, a Christian counselor uh, and has, has done deliverance and uh, for years and has, you know, I can't tell you the, the, the number of people that we've heard that, that very, very thing from. Um, but let me tell you something. God has a plan for your life. You know, we live in a broken, fallen world. Um, You know, God didn't want those things to happen to you. Um, But, you know, when when Adam sinned and he gave control over to the devil of a lot of things uh, that, you know, some some broken, fallen, evil stuff got into this earth. And uh, it's not God's will for that to be your end. It's not God's will for that to be your future. Um, But. God has a plan for you. He loves you. You are the apple of his eye. You are you are important enough to him that he sent his only son, the most precious thing he had. He sent Jesus to die for your sins so that you could be born again. That 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 this thing that you're feeling right now, this 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 this, this you know person you want to kill if you give that to Jesus, literally it says the old man dies and a new man is reborn. So I would say if you're thinking those thoughts, the real way to deal with it is to submit your life to Christ. To say, God, I don't want this life anymore. This life has nothing for me. I'm giving this life to you to use as you decide as you as you want it to do lord and i know you have a plan for me i accept a payment that jesus made for my sins and and right now if you're if you're thinking that just bow your head and pray and say lord i'm done trying to do it my way i'm done trying to live my own life i give my life to you i accept the price that jesus paid for my sins right now I declare that you are the Lord of my life. I declare, Lord, that I will serve you 
Lord. You said in your word that Jesus came that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I've had enough of death. I, I, I'm asking you, Lord, to give me that life, that eternal life that you promised me right now. In the name of your wonderful son, Yeshua, I accept it. And 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 don't don't just stop there. Find find a church. Uh, find get it get a Bible and, and start reading it. You know, open up the Book of John. Um, and you know, start. It's a great place to start reading. Um, it's it's uh, it, it's a love letter from God to you. And you know, talking about what what God did for you by sending His Son. And 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 find a church that teaches the Bible and and get around some people and. You, your life will change for the better. It will change. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah, that's 100%. Uh, you are 100% correct. And I want to encourage people that, you know, you don't have to go to a church to pray that prayer that, that Richard just spoke. You can do that wherever you're at. If you're in a car, if you're in a bar, um, if you're in a, a sitting on a park bench, if you're in a box under a bridge, if you are on uh, Wall Street, you're, um, you know, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where you're at. You don't have to be in a church. Get in a church and find good people, but you don't have to be in a church to talk to God. And I think that I grew up in a very religious household. I won't call it Christian, but it was religious, and I felt a lot of bondage and I felt a lot of condemnation all the time and judgment and. You know, I was, God sent a wonderful woman into my life and she told me that she didn't have to be at an altar to talk to God, that praying was just like talking to God. And she said, I talk to God when I'm in my car. And I thought I'd never heard of anything like that. That was new revelation to me. And she said, I just pretend like he's in the passenger seat and I just have a conversation with him. And, you know, so you might think that people know that, but not everybody knows that you can do that and that was life changing to me so wherever you're at right now you can just talk to God and and he will listen he will meet you at that point that you are that you are at I got saved uh outside a, a restaurant in New Mexico right off highway perfect. 666 in New Mexico yeah perfect. <laughs> so, that's perfect right that's, uh, so you can get saved there you can get saved anywhere amen get saved anywhere amen that's right well, you want so what what are you guys's real quick musical influences growing up? What what are your biggest musical influences? Sure, Rod, you wanna you wanna start? Petra. Perfect. <laughs> um, Good answer. No, well, Good answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was into I was into a lot of a lot of rock music. Actually, to be interesting, interestingly, I grew up uh, in a. My parents didn't listen to rock music at all. We listened to country. So. Um, for, for me, um, I started getting, getting into music really when I started, uh, hanging out with friends in high school and, uh, um, uh, but, but seriously, when I was in high school, um, I, there was a kid who, um, whose mom had opened a Christian bookstore in our town, which was, was a pretty rare thing at that time. And, uh, actually he, he, he handed out tapes and no kidding, like, actually, I, that was how I first heard of Petra, actually. They, they, they had just put out their Captured in Time and Space album, and uh, he loaned it to me. And I was like, what is this? This cannot be Christian music. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. The, um, they have been a big influence on, on, uh, on me. And actually, interestingly, we've also been playing with Rex Carroll at some of our shows. And uh, I, was, uh, I was definitely a, a metalhead who became a Christian metal 
head at the time. And so White Cross was a was a big uh, was a, a band that I loved at the time. Striper, Striper, White Cross. Striper. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those those are the big three: Striper, White Cross, and and uh, Petra for me actually. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember Striper. Yeah, listen to yeah. that and White Cross and White Cross. Who who you got there, Richard? Oh, that was it. That was Ellie May. She's, Ellie May. She's saying it's, so she's saying it's about time to go out. So yeah. Um, the uh, I, I didn't get saved till later in life. Uh, so I grew up on AC DC Prince. Lenny Kravitz, yeah. uh, you know, Zeppelin, uh, some of those other groups and stuff like that. And uh, so we, you know, and, and you can hear some of that influence in, in our music uh, as well. Uh, so that's, uh, but but really, uh, you know, sort of in, in, in the Christian world, uh, uh, you know, just, just anybody that, that really was influenced in scripture. Uh, you know, uh, we spent some time. Uh, do you know who Paul Wilbur is? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a uh, he's a messianic uh, singer. Uh, he was okay. the worship pastor at the church that I went to when I got saved, and uh, so he had a he had a big influence on my life uh, as far as you know writing you know writing songs from the scriptural basis and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, what we're going to go out listening to a video. Uh, I'm going to just let us, I'm going to let it just take us out. I want to thank you guys for coming on. It's been so much fun and I'm so excited to, uh, and I hope that everybody comes and sees you in Paducah or Louisville. Those are your next two upcoming shows, right? Those are are September and then Nashville and Knoxville in November. And if I make it down that way, you will definitely see me. I, I'll, uh, I'll will, sneak into the VIP yeah, room. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get you tickets and backstage right. passes and all that. Just just reach out. And uh, so we're going to go out, listen to this video that's completely different than anything we've heard so far. So give us a little bit of intro and then we'll say goodnight and we'll we'll just play go out with this video. But sure. tell us about it. So this is another song. Actually, uh, Rod had written this song. Uh, and he, he'd, he'd written the music to it and he played it and it just, it, it's sort of like a sort of a happy poppy song. And I just got this vibe of, you know, kind of getting ready in the morning, you know, getting ready for church or, you know, starting it. And, and it just, you know, I, I tell people that don't write songs, I receive songs, you know, it, you know, and it just, yeah. it just all came together like super, super fast. Um, and, and, you know, actually Paul Wilbur had a theory on that. He said that, you know, God surrounds us with songs of deliverance and that a lot of times when you, when you just like almost download a song, you're just tapping into one of those songs of deliverance that God surrounds you with. And, uh, so if you, if you've ever gotten up in the morning and thought, you know what, today is going to be a good day. This song is for you. That's right. Okay. Well, I love it. Well, uh, a good night, and Thank we so will go out with the song. Us. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. You guys have a great night.
think that coffee just kicked in.